<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. From the newsroom to the nursery, we're juggling a demanding career on live TV with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. And I'm Karen. They are Anchor Moms. Good morning, Katie. Welcome to another episode of Anchor Moms, the podcast. Uh, Katie, it is freezing. Mm -hmm. School was delayed this morning because of said cold temperatures. Uh Uh Uh, We're kind of in like the not fun part of January. Is there any fun part of January? What's the fun part of January? Like January 1st? Yeah, New New, New Year's Day, perhaps. Okay. All right. I just was curious. Yeah. uh, This is like, this has been the most January, January, perhaps ever. And you've had to deal with COVID on top of that. Yeah. So um, we've had multiple school closings, delays, dismissals, because here in the South, we've just had... Uh, unseasonably cold temperatures, um, some ice, some snow. It doesn't take very much to disrupt school and life here. I would I would say by snow, you mean like a couple flakes flying around. Correct. Yeah. Well, and that's not true. Not some like of a the legit areas, snow. Right. Here in Asheville proper. Right, but some right. of the some some areas west of sure, Asheville have yeah. seen like major, major amounts of I mean, and when I say major, I mean like I don't know. A couple inches. A couple inches, yeah. Depending on where you're listening. Yeah, I just this feel is, like we need to clarify just for those yeah. like folks out west who are like, I'm sorry, what? You're right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, sure. So on top of all of that, um, River had COVID. She's mm. since recovered back at school. Um, my co-anchor is sick, and he is out all week. And so I'm solo anchoring uh, on the desk. It's fine. Living Working a couple extra dream. hours. Living Living the dream. Yeah, and it's like I just—it's one of those, and I, mm-hmm. I'm not alone in this because I've seen on my social media feeds just anecdotally talking to other people like, man. January, Mm -hmm. even like I just will tell you, dear listeners, just in full disclosure, Karen and I just recorded a whole entire episode in which we realized that we forgot to hit (laughs) record. That literally has just happened in the last like five minutes. So it's just added to the January list. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What the what the what's going on, January? Mm-hmm. Everything, every time something bad happens in my life, by the way, or not even bad, just like very irritating, I've been chalking it up to January. Like yeah. I'm just like, well, another it's, January. It's January. Like, um, so yeah, I'm ready for um spring. Spring. Summer. Summer. Do you think uh, but I feel like everyone feels this way, yeah. right? I mean, I don't feel like I'm meeting a lot of people who are like, whoa, hey, life is great. No, that's what right? I was saying. It's a collective thing. This is why if you are one of those people who is participating in dry January, like— We do not understand stop. you. We do not understand you. Like, January is already dry enough. Like, <laughs> dry and fun. What? Let's start a dry—what did we say? Dry, dry. July. Dry April, perhaps. And then we said, oh, that's right. And then we went back and said April because there's nothing. Ha- like, April is—July is, like, fun. There's, like, the 4th of July. You could go on the lake. You're you could like, go to the yeah. beach. You could, like, hang outside. Okay. So don't go dry in July. This is a slogan. I'm going to start this slogan. Okay. It's a like big push right now, Karen. Okay. <laughs> 
I don't I'll know support this. you. I'm going to say this in my news voice. Like, big push right now for dry April. Folks all across the country are starting to celebrate <laughs> this new holiday that's becoming really, really popular. Yeah. I, you know, the other reason I think dry April could be good, like, that's when you're trying to get your bikini body, like, for maybe spring that's break true. or, that's like, true. summer. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is also, I mean, January, just keep packing on those pounds because, like— Nobody's seeing them. Nobody's seeing you, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. in the next, like, three to four months. Mm-hmm. April. Mm-hmm. Push it off. That's right. Kick the can down the road. Kick, those, kick the can down the road. Forget about dry January. It's already hard enough, you guys. It's already. It's just It's just kind of a. And I feel like, I do feel like it's. I mean, I don't remember Asheville's being this cold. Asheville being this cold in January in previous years. It, it must feels have been. really, maybe, but it feels really, really cold. Really miserable weather that I don't feel like. I no. don't know. We we should bring like one of our weather people on and and ask yeah. them if it's no. this is normal or if it feels as terrible. As I it think is. it's pretty. I'm just telling. I mean, it might not be like this cold, but it, I sometimes you know how Facebook will send you memories mm-hmm. at like every day this week. It's been like two years ago, preparing for some snow. It's a weather worn day. Like three yeah. years ago, like. The sleet's coming down. No, I think mm. I think January is so horrible that your mind blocks, like, mm. blocks it out because it's just trauma, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you mm-hmm. just, you don't want to remember how bad it is. Mm-hmm. And if you knew going in, like, every January 1st, if you, like, remembered how— You would skip the month. Right. <laughs> you would just go— I did, I, did, I did see something the other day that was, like— um, realizing that all of those friends of yours who booked a trip to Mexico in January were totally right. Yeah. And I'm like, yes, why don't we do that? Next year, Katie, let's go to a Caribbean location in January. I'm sure the husbands will love that. I mean, they can come. Bring the whole fam. Oh. I don't know. We do have an article coming up about um, taking uh, vacations in the off-season. So. Yeah. Yeah. There you okay. go. Okay. I'm here for it. All right. I'm I'm, I'm cool with that. Okay. So this, uh, this first article is from The Cut, and the title is, I know what you did on the playground inside the chaos that often ensues after a parent posts about a bad nanny on Facebook. Um, I did not realize that this was like a whole thing. I mean, I knew... That social media was very prevalent and bad things happen on social media, unfair things. I didn't realize it was like this was happening. So the gist is, is that um, folks are seeing, are policing other people's nannies and kids and then taking snapshots of whatever bad behavior they think that their nanny is participating in and, and posting it on these bad nanny Facebook groups. But of course, if you are out there in in the wild in New York City and you see uh, presumably nanny doing something they shouldn't be doing, you have no idea who the mom is. Correct. So you're just taking a picture, taking a video, posting it, writing about it um, in hopes that the mom will see that post and realize, ooh, that's me, that's my nanny, that's my kid, I need to handle this. Yeah, the example that they uh, use is um, a mom is scrolling through her phone one night. Um, she happens to pot, she's in this Facebook, this bad nanny's Facebook group, and she happens to see somebody describing um, a nanny and a little boy, and the little boy was at this specific library and was lost for 15 minutes. Everybody was searching for him at the library, um, and it was so concerning after 15 minutes, the librarians were getting ready to play the call the police, and then the little boy materialized. And uh, 
the the mom scrolling through f- this Facebook post realizes that this is her nanny and her kid and also realizes that the nanny like glossed over this, like mentioned something at the library, but didn't talk about just how significant of an incident this is. So she goes to the library. She confirms all of this happens, fires the nanny and then um, hires a new nanny. And the new nanny gets harassed by like other bullied. yeah by other caregivers in the community who knew how this all went down basically that it it all came from this this post in this Facebook group mm-hmm. um so i checked on our uh, we have a couple of yeah. Asheville mom facebook pages um and i checked and i didn't see this type of behavior going on but i'm sure if there was an egregious <clears throat> incident that someone noticed they would post it right here locally um but I, it's it's unbelievable to kind of get a, a glimpse into what this sort of culture and this life is like in particularly New York City where this is happening. Apparently, there some people even hire like private investigators mm-hmm. to babysit your nanny for one hundred and twenty five dollars an hour. What? So that means not only are you paying your nanny, but you're you're paying, paying someone this, to watch your nanny. Yeah. Um. Like, at that point, just cut out the middleman and pay the private investigator right. to watch your kid, maybe? Right. I don't and, know. of course, <laughs> so the other issue is, is you know, these nannies, it's it's a little bit of a gray area. It's not regulated. Um, they don't have a contract. So they get fired, and they're just completely out of a job. Uh, you know, no, they're not collecting unemployment. There's no, like, severance pay, if you right. will. And then, of course, they don't have, like, those, that... They don't have that person as a reference, so it's hard for them to get another job. Uh, in a lot of areas across our country, um, n- nannies are uh, often people of color. So this mm. brings up this whole idea of discriminatory, racist behavior. Um, and, you know, I think the thing about social media and even just parenting in general is it's all very subjective. Like, you can't take at face value what you sure. see and on a post, a Facebook post, um, neither the picture and video or even just the text. And also just what is egregious to one person may not be egregious to another. In other words, parents might have different standards or mm-hmm. requirements for their nanny than than other parents, right? right? Like, I want my nanny to be strict and firm. I want my nanny to be laid back and let my kid explore the library. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, it's one of those things. This is not, this isn't black and white. And while some sometimes I'm sure they're catching something that should be uh, relayed back to the mother, of course, there's lots of incidents where it turns out nothing bad was happening at all. And it was just a miscommunication or, like you said, just a difference of opinion. I'm also realizing, too, as I, we're talking about this, I mean, I'm not going to lie. There's probably been times that I've, you know yelled at a kid or, I mean, one of my kids this morning got away from me in the parking lot and ran through the parking right. lot. And I'm the mother. Like, what What if somebody posts about, hey, I saw this woman, this nanny, and it's like, oh, no, that's the real mom. That's just like, <laughs> you know, I mean, and we're one, not perfect. One of these posts, it's the who they thought was a nanny was the grandmother. Mm. So, I mean, to your point, it's yeah. just, you know, I do appreciate, I think to some parents, these like bad nanny reports are sort of like eyes on the street. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously if something significant, like you would want to know sure. if something truly significant was happening. And if you were that that 
person who is posting this, who saw it happen, it's almost like you have like a moral duty to to say like, hey, like this is happening and I'm not sure that you know about it. And this is a real, I don't know, danger to your kid, right? So right. it's like you just, I guess you if you're going to do it, you better be like awfully judicious about how you're, how you're going to go about it and be awfully certain that there was something really wrong. Right. And I, and yes. And, and I just kind of have to almost hide with the nannies on this one yeah. though for a lot of it, because I feel like most of these are not going to be repeated behaviors, right? You're not going to see the same random person in the street usually. Um, so it's a one-time thing that typically I would think those are just you know, not a bad some, day, a bad circumstance, right, just like happened to fluke. happen. Not that the nanny is this terrible person mm-hmm. who's putting some child in harm's way every day. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, I think, I think, Katie, we are lucky that we both had nannies that we trust. I've never even put up a nanny cam. I've, I've just had had good, good childcare. Um. So, I think, I think that we are lucky in that respect. But I do feel like, I mean, yeah, what if there's something bad going on? Of course you'd want to know. Well, and I will just say that we do have a an incredible nanny who, um, you know, is like a family member to us, truly. Um, but, we, you know, we have babysitters. And this is the nice part. Now that River is like five and a half, I worry less because now River, like if I came right. home and something happened, she right. would be like, listen to what happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I do, when you have infants or even toddlers, sure. baby babies, this is where this stuff does get a little yes, a little dicey. So, I mean, the point of all of this is, is this is really just a, this has to be the right circumstance for this, for these posts mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Are these supposed to be okay? And I again, I think you're right. Like, you almost have to side with the nannies on this. This does mm-hmm. not – it really just corrodes tr- – I mean, it just goes back to – it's just hard being a parent and putting your trust in anybody else. Right, and right. just knowing that this is out, out there and that this could happen, it just really corrodes trust between you and your caregiver, which at the end of the day uh, is, is just – put that in, like, the, the column for, like, why it's stressful to be a parent. Right, you know? right, right, right. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So, do you have a mom's for us I this do. week? Um, all right. So, mom's, you know, this is our mom's the word, the, the word segment where we talk about we have a product. Sometimes it's a kid thing. In my case, it's almost always a self-care thing because <laughs> that's that's what you're into. That's well, I and mean, it's I also look to just, you, I look to just you for, who I am, you guys. Selfish and indulgent. Um, no, but I look to you for um, advice on these products. Okay. And I think for our listeners, if you're a busy mom, you don't want to like try all the things. You don't want to have to figure out which which brand to buy. Yeah. Just tune in and listen to Katie. She will tell us what it's to a, do. That's a lot of pressure. Um, so have you seen these face oils. I feel like it's really in to have this like dewy skin. Yes. I mean, I've seen mention of them. Mm -hmm. I've done zero research again and have no real knowledge, but tell me everything. Okay. Well, I mean, this is a thing too. I think, you know, we're over 40. So we we are. Yes. 
Yeah. Yes, we are, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, I'm just still, I'm not technically over 40. I am 40. I'd just like to clarify. But anyway, I feel like you're saying I am over 40 because I'm 41. I mean, you're 41. So so one of us is over 40. Jab. All right. (laughs) Anyway, and I do feel like dewy skin kind of gets a little weird for me because, like, we're not 20. Like, I'm just trying to decide. How do you? I don't use, really know if I know what dewy skin like moisturize. Yeah, like, like glowy. dewy, glowy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I've been trying to figure out like I want to use face oils, but I don't want to try to. I'm not like Haley Bieber. Do you know what I mean? So I got to like figure this out. So these are my two favorite. I don't know who Haley Bieber is? It's okay. It's Justin Bieber's wife. Okay. Uh, okay. Gotcha. Um, she has a she has a skincare line, but that's another that's ah, another story. Okay. Interesting. Um, so I've been trying to figure out. I've tested a couple of face oils here, and I have two that I really like. You can get both of them at Sephora. One is cheap. One of them is expensive. The first one is this The Inky List Rosehip Nourishing Night Oil, 12 bucks. Okay. I, um, I use these at night. Um, I will use them, and my face is really dry right now. It's wintertime. So I will use them in the morning before I come into work because I have – there's a significant amount of time between, like, showering and coming into work and then actually putting my makeup on. I would not recommend slathering this on before you need to actually go somewhere. Um, and I also have been mixing in, in with my um, my foundation and my concealer as well. So the cheap one is this, the Inky List, the Rosehip Nourishing Night Oil. My The expensive one is this Drunk Elephant Virgin Marula Luxury Face Oil. It is 68 bucks. I would say they both work about the same. I do like the, in full disclosure, I do like the Drunk Elephant uh, one, just maybe just a little bit better, but I don't know that I like it enough to spend the extra money. The extra money. So just keep that in mind. But, you know, the other thing is, is there are all sorts of face oils with different um, purposes, with different scents, different, um, like, specific extracts in them. So you should really, it's worth, like, sort of checking out to see okay. what you would like. But, uh yeah, I don't. This is I. This has kind of been my jam okay. in this. Um, it's not dry January at my house. It's mm. we're moisturized. You know what I it's mean? It's oily January. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, this next article is from Huffington Post. Jonathan Owen says in another interview that he didn't know who Simone Biles was before he mm-hmm. uh, when he first met her. So. If you don't know, Jonathan Owens is an NFL player who is now married to Simone Biles, but they met on a dating app, right? Uh, Okay, so my first comment on this article is, I cannot believe Simone Biles used a dating Mm -hmm. app. Uh, Which I think dating apps are... uh, All the rage Well, I mean, forget all the rage. I just think it's how people meet people in 2024. what happens. Yeah. It's not the... I think when you and I were dating... (laughs) Mm-hmm. Not you and not when you and I were specifically dating, but we were <laughs> in the dating world, out there dating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a whole other podcast, right? Uh, when we were out there well, doing our I don't thing, think we need to get into that da- dating. Um, you know, pe- you people got people were doing online dating as like sort of a last resort. Like I've I've been looking, I've been like trying to find someone. It's not work. It hasn't worked is out. It so nearly like, as prevalent as it is. So now, now I'm going to get on a dating app. Mm-hmm. That's how mm-hmm. you and I are thinking about this. Mm-hmm. And I think that nowadays that is not the case. This is like maybe the first thing you do when you're looking to to find a partner. I mean, to blow your mind, I was not on Facebook when I got married in 2011. I, know. I was still not on how? Facebook. How? I don't know how this is a thing. It's just, it's, it is what it is. Yeah. I was very um, late to the social media yeah. game. 
I shouldn't say late. I I bucked it for a long time. Uh-huh. I did not want to join. I did not want to be a part of it. You this. resisted. I resisted. I bucked the trend. When did you get on Instagram? Do you remember? No. Uh, I think when I had a kid, perhaps. So that would have been eight years ago. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I I joined Facebook, like, I think, uh, too, late, late 2005. Um, oh, yeah. And you were it, quite a bit ahead of me. Well, and even <clears throat> then, I feel like I just, I will remember sitting in class uh, and, uh, like, uh, my f- a friend looked at me and was like, you really need to, like, get on Facebook. You should do it. Mm-hmm. I remember it was, like, a break in between class, and I, like, logged on right there in the class and, like, started my Facebook experience, you know? It was, like, very formative. All this walk down social media memory yeah. lane to say that dating back, you know, 15 years ago looked a lot different than it does now, I mean, now, you weren't obviously. even going to—you weren't going to online date because you weren't even on Facebook. Exactly. Yes. Like, I wasn't even, like—I don't even—did I use the internet? Mm. I don't know. How did I live? I don't know what I was doing. It was a glorious life. I'm somehow bad. somehow I managed to find a wonderful husband, so that's that's Despite it all. Despite, <laughs> despite it all. Um, anyway, all of that aside— Jonathan Owens repeatedly has said in interviews very publicly that he didn't follow gymnastics, had no idea who Simone Biles was when they were doing whatever swiping, matching situation you do on dating apps. Um, And then he checked her Instagram and saw she had a bunch of followers and was like, oh, I guess she was good at gymnastics. But, like, had no idea that she was this amazing gold medalist, Olympian, just phenomenal, mm-hmm. maybe greatest of all time gymnast. Um, but the the interesting thing, and one of the reasons he's getting so much flack over this, is he goes on to say that he was the catch mm-hmm. in this. And kind mm-hmm. of like downplays it like, well, I mean, I didn't know who she was. Like, I was like the big, the big thing in this relationship. So a lot of people are like, what? hold up, hold up. Like, she is the, she's the star here, which I totally agree with. I mean, I don't know who Jonathan Owens is, but I for sure know who Simone Biles mm-hmm. is. And she's just like a wonderful human and a wonderful person. And aside from all of her athletic abilities. Right. I don't know. It gets me all riled up. I can tell. Like, Sit you're, down, hot, Jonathan and, you're Owens. hot and bothered over there. I am. I don't know if I, so, uh, you know, he says that she messaged him first. So okay, no, I mean, just the fact that he has to put that out there. Also, yeah, I'm like, like I'm does just, it like what do you like? Yeah. There's not, there's not a no scoreboard here. I don't know that I totally believe that he didn't know who she was. Did he live like in a cave? I don't know. It just seems very strange. Or maybe I don't. This is maybe what I don't believe is like initially maybe he didn't, but mm-hmm. then like you know, again, we live in the world of yeah, like she has the what, digital age, millions of followers. Yeah, like when you clicked on her Instagram, when you Googled her, because inevitably, isn't that what people like do? Yeah, you would sure. have no been like, oh, right? Yes, yes, yeah. Yes. Interesting. Um, you know, obviously, perhaps to Simone, this was what was. If he truly did not know who she was, maybe that was really interesting to her. Maybe everywhere she goes, maybe she people was, are— Yeah, she was tired of all the, like, hype around her right. gymnastics um, career and was like, oh, how refreshing. Yeah. She seems happy, uh, judging I hope she by is, her— in- I mean, I don't I love know. her. I judging love by her. her Instagram, she has 7 million followers. Um, well, that doesn't make her happy. But her Instagram well, looks happy? Her Instagram does look happy. And maybe 7 million followers— do make, make her happy. Make, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. She doesn't seem like that type to me, but I um, don't know. So, I mean, I don't know. Simone, if you want to come on here and tell us, tell us um, more. how this all went down. Tell us how you really feel come about on. Jonathan Owen saying We're all these available. things. So, I mean, we might be able to fit you in, you know? 
We'll try. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't that be fun? Simone I really Biles. do love her. Yeah, she's, you know, obviously so an great. incredible gymnast, but I mean, she has been super upfront about her mental health issues. She's done some very brave things. Yes. Uh, not just in the name of gymnastics, but as a human. And I like her too. And I hope that she, we just hope that hope she likes happy. her husband. Yeah. And I hope that Jonathan Owens realizes like, cut all this. You're maybe not the catch here. Mm-hmm. And just um, celebrate your wife as the wonderful person she is. Oh, wow. Jonathan. Wow. Okay, Karen. Has a lot to say about this one. Not so much the face oil, but Simone Biles. <laughs> but Simone Biles, I am all about passionate over here. All right, this third article uh, was a is uh, from Good Morning America, and then it got picked up by a bunch of ABC affiliates. The title here: New travel trend, more families opting to take children on vacation during the school year. Uh, talks to several families, um, and it seems like most of them have young kids, as in like two year olds, first graders, elementary school kids. Um, they go on vacation uh, during the school year because it's afford- more affordable, less crowded, uh, just a better experience. And it helps get kids out of that repetitive, you know, grind of, of going to school. But it's funny, educators in this article weighing in, here's a quote, if you can go between September, October, oh, no, here's the quote, showing up to school every day, reestablishing that routine of everyday attendance is critical. It helps lower anxiety, helps make sure that they develop good habits that are important for success in school. So this is an educator saying, you know, maybe think twice. Mm -hmm. Which I don't want to go against an educator because obviously they're amazing people and they're doing good work. But I do feel like if, I mean, you know, we're not going to pull them out of school to go to, you know, the beach every other week, I think if 95% of the time they're doing their normal routine, it's okay yeah. to have, I mean, I, th- I think this article is saying, you know, once or twice a year, perhaps not all the time. Right. And for me, when they're little, I, I just really am totally fine with taking them out for a day or two here and there. Um, I think it's good for their mental health. I think it's good for them to create wonderful memories with their family. And I do think you don't want it to be about money, but you can't deny the fact that vacations are a whole heck of a lot cheaper in a time of the year besides the summer. Um, This article mentions February or also September, October would be a great time to do it um, because rentals, Airbnbs, uh, you know, wherever you're going, it's going to be a lot, lot, lot less expensive than the middle of the summer. Yeah. And I think a couple of caveats here for me. And again, I have a kindergartner. Um, so. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think when our kids are older, we might feel differently. Yeah. That's what I was just going to say. I mean, I think as long as your kid is feeling good about school, doing well in school, not like not struggling, like this Mm -hmm. is probably... This is probably fine. I feel like once they get older, they might need to wait. Like if your kid's in high school and they're, you know, taking AP courses or things Mm -hmm. at school are not going as well as they would like them to, I think it might be a a little bit of a different story. But I'm kind of with you, like experiences over sitting in the classroom Mm -hmm. any day. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. part of learning and growing up as well. So interesting trend there. It does sound like you could save a lot of money. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You totally could. Um, Okay. So we have a win. Okay. I have signed both of my kids, big kids, up for ski lessons. Okay. How is that going? Um, And so they've only been to one so far. Okay. But it was amazing. And the thing that really I'm, the the reason it's a win for me 
is I was a little worried. You know, skiing is is tricky, mm-hmm. right? And we have tried to start our kids at about age three and take them once a year to just get them used to it. But, you know, going once a year doesn't sure. really do anything besides they kind of know the process a little bit. Um, but anyway, I was worried because I'm just thinking, you know, they're seven and eight. This might be hard for them. It might be tricky. Um, they got, so they got home from the first lesson and we're both like, I fell a lot. We didn't do that great. You know, it was pretty hard. It was cold. And I'm like, oh gosh. And they're like, but we loved it. Yay. So I think it's just, you know, a, a reminder that sometimes when you put them into something that you're not sure how it's going to go, they are resilient. Children are resilient and they might surprisingly love something even though it's hard mm-hmm. um so i was really proud that they were like yeah we fell a lot like we weren't that great but they're gonna stick with it but we loved it and we're gonna go again so yeah. i know i don't know talk to me in a couple of weeks when they've gone more maybe it was just like the you know first time butterflies or whatever they were just excited about it but i was really happy and i was really i was just proud i guess that they Loved it, even though they didn't, even they though they're necessarily like top of their class, like skiing champions over yeah. here. But, um, and I do think it's one of those things that it takes time yeah. to get good at. Absolutely. Um, but anyway, so it's a weekly, um, class. So we'll see how, we'll see how the rest okay. of the, um, ski season turns out. Okay. But I thought that was a pretty good win. I, for week I think one. it is. I'm excited to hear more about it. And, um, yeah, I think skiing, you know, we took river skiing um, last year out west, and I was, like, stressed because I yeah. was like, how, how is this? It's, like, cold. They're all bundled up. It's just, like, something that— And it's an awkward sport. It's an awkward yeah. move. Like, it's just hard, Yeah, I, think. I was a little anxious about it, too. So mm-hmm. I think, it, to me, it's a win just if your kid is, like, willing Into to it. do it yeah. and not complaining about it. Yeah. So good for Ray and Henry. Yes. Well done, big kids. Well done. All right. Hope you have a wonderful week um, and we will see you right back here next time. Bye. Anchor Moms is a Sinclair podcast produced out of WLOS in Asheville. We're your hosts, Katie Killen and Karen Zakalak. Anchor Moms is edited by Matthew Yates. For more information on the topics discussed in this episode and to stay up to date on future episodes, follow us on Instagram at Anchor Moms. You can follow Anchor Moms on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Know a parent who could benefit from this week's Anchor Moms episode? Your recommendations help our show to grow, so spread the word. 